for one year. You don't get to go to any movies. And every all these places have to AMC, Showcase Cinemas, everybody, uh, the, the Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> the Alamo Draft Alamo House. Draft House. To, <laughs> Love seeing the new flicks at the Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> All right, this is over. Brunch, hit it, boys. Merry Christmas, Pete. Merry Christmas, Deej. It's back. Oh Holiday season is back. Did you know that I was going to start this one with yeah. this? Oh, you did? Uh, this is our thing. Yeah. Oh, Merry Christmas. I thought that maybe week. you'd forgotten about it. No. No. Every <laughs> week until, uh, Had until Christmas. You know why? No, why what? Do you know why uh, we say it every week? No. Because the holidays only come once. A year. Oh, the holidays come once a year. You know what else comes? It only (laughs) comes once a year. That's not even a song. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it. You fooled me. Nice. But you know what is a song? What? The Hess Truck's back okay. and it's better than ever for Christmas. This is yo, the Hess Truck's here. Woo-woo. So yeah, the whistle the... tip go. <laughs> that that version is Shout like... out Bub Rub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Bub yes. Rub? The whistle go woo. The whistle's about woo. And it's driving you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the best local news things oh, in yeah. the world. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like uh, like 15, 20 years ago on the internet, it, it, like YouTube was basically just a collection of local news clips. Oh, yeah. And they were all the best. There was a kid. Uh, so I just told you a story about an internship I had about one kid. I'm going to tell you another one. There was another kid at this internship who uh, like he was the viral video guy before that existed. So, so like he was in an, one he was an E-bombs world re- kid. Yes. He basically founded E-bombs. In world. one day... I learned about this. Will be like the time that uh, in one in like an hour long span, I found out that Prince died, that somebody else died. I forget what celebrity, and that uh, Silvio got shot because I was watching The Sopranos for the first time. So it was a huge everybody's like, dying action packed hour of like things that are going to change my life. Um, this kid in one day. Introduced me to uh, Unforgivable. Okay. Remember Unforgivable? Yep. Uh, Bub Rub, uh, Bill O'Reilly freaking out uh, over we'll, do it, we'll do it live. Here's new cut off a of Sting's album. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he said it like such a white person. <laughs> Here's a new cut from Sting's album. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> he was so mad. Um, like I, uh, I found out about all those things in one day, and uh, like half of that internship was just watching Bub Rub over and over again. Fucking incredible! To those of you who have not seen uh, Bub Rub, it's uh, there's a news story. I think it's in Oakland. Yeah, uh, 
people are installing things in their cars called uh, whistle whistle tips. Yes, and it uh, makes the car screech. So he's going around from person <laughs> to person. The most unnecessary yeah. invention. He's like they're doing this uh, this news report from like an auto shop or something, and one of the customers, or maybe the one of the the uh, mechanics or something. I, I do not know what Bub Rub was doing there, but his name was Bub Rub, and he says uh, the whistle go woo. The whistles go woo. Kind of, that's what it went like. But mainly, this guy was really excited to let you know that the whistle go woo. And, and then, he's going around to all the the, the townspeople who are just lamenting. I fucking the, hate this the, thing. The She's, this woman goes, and then they drive by. It's a screeching sound. And the guy goes, the news reporter goes, and it's driving you crazy. <laughs> uh, and there's a woman, too, who... Uh, might be Bub Rub's accomplice or something I think like she's that. She's hanging out with Bub Part, Rub, partner in crime. She's yeah. like, she's like, what? What's everybody complaining about? Should be already up in the morning cooking breakfast. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. Seven in the morning. So then Bob Rub says, "That's right. Woo woo. That's like an alarm clock." <laughs> he supposed to be up cooking breakfast or somebody, and so that's like an alarm clock. Woo woo. Unbelievable. Bob Rub would love to know what he's up to I right know. now. Same. Well, you want to woo woo. It's that woo woo, but it is the holiday season season, and uh, between uh, a lot of things, you know, we were drinking. Uh, I went to pick up some holiday spice lattes. Yes. Turns or uh, flat whites. Turns out they don't exist anymore. Don't have them. So now we're drinking uh, regular flat whites. Yep. Not necessarily a holiday drink, but uh, getting in the spirit holiday with cup. it. Holiday cup. Oh oh, holiday cup. You know what that means? Problematic. People talking about holiday cups. Talking about the war on Christmas. People love talking about holiday cups. I know. It's insane. I, uh, they I say, actually oh, bought. What time? Oh, it's November and they're already coming up with the holiday cups. Can you believe it? It's like, hey, you yes. know that the world's going to be underwater in like a year and a <laughs> half, right? Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, well, There's also like a Christmas tree shortage this year. Is there? Yeah. So maybe that's what will get the people real riled up. Uh, we need we need like something. Do you like? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need we need something because the, the war on Christmas has been won. Yes. Uh, thank you to uh, to Mr. Trump. Yes, I was gonna even sarcastically I was gonna say President Trump, but I just can't it. say you it. Uh, thank you to Mr. Trump episode. for uh, saving it by saying Merry Christmas. The first president to ever say Merry Christmas. Yes. Just kidding. Uh, he is the first president to ever tweet it, though. Just kidding. He uh, did nothing, has done nothing that no one before him has not already done except for all the stupid things he's he's done. He's the first president to shit out of his own mouth. Yes. Probably not, but incessantly, for sure. Uh, I actually bought, I went to Starbucks and I bought a, uh, a reusable holiday cup. Really? Yeah, because I didn't have any travel coffee mugs, and uh, it was just in front of me. Hmm. I'm sure I could have gotten it cheaper somewhere else, but I wasn't standing in line somewhere. I so. only have one uh, mug, and it's like a plastic. It says, what does it say? It says Sunday Night Football on it, and it's, it looks like a red what a guy. to-go cup, but it's plastic, and uh, you put the coffee in it, and... It gets cold right away. It's not one of those mugs that keeps at the same temperature. And let me tell you, I would like a happy medium, but I prefer a cup that's an honest cup that it gets cold at the normal temperature, normal rate, than the one that keeps it hot. That's so weird. Yeah, those are impractical. You sound like an you sound like an eighty year old who's like I don't trust. No, it's not that I don't trust it. I in general I don't trust any technology, but it is impractical to me that a 
that you pour coffee into a mug and then five hours later it's the same temperature. <laughs> the coffee drinking experience is as you get more into the coffee, it cools off a little bit and you kind of sure. you you uh, Marin Morris voice meet it in the middle. Yeah, and it is that is like you are sort of like. Um, like tweaking the process and you know, kind of cheating the process. Yeah, but and I, and I also think that you should be able to drink your cup of coffee and like, if you're taking more than an hour, what's even the point? right? That's a natural kind of race against time. We're gonna condition a bunch of uh, soy boy beta cucks to not know how quickly you're supposed to drink coffee. Kids right. these days don't know how to get anywhere without their well, Google they, directions. They don't need coffee because you know what? They don't do anything. That's goddamn right. Goddamn millennials. What do they need coffee for? Oh, I had a good, uh, I had a goddamn millennials moment last week. A, uh, a girl, this was, I, w- I knew fully well. I was like, I can't fully participate in this uh, and blow up this person the way I want to because it will be DJ's an asshole time, which, in oh, fairness, the time for that. usually is. <laughs> yes. uh, I saw uh, a girl uh, who's graduating from college tweeted her uh, reel. She said, I am an aspiring sports reporter. Uh, here's my reel. Uh, if you could retweet it, it could help me in my uh, search to get a full-time reporting and anchoring job in sports. Mm. So, Good luck with that. How about a retweet? It had 46,000 retweets. And she responded to it and said, uh, hey, hey, all, thanks for all the retweets. If you could keep retweeting this, I still haven't found a full-time job. Mm. And I was so mad. Yeah, man. I was so offended. And, like, do you think that the job I took out of college was a good-paying job? That or even technically a full time job. I still I don't, don't know e- if I, I don't even have a full time. Like I'm right, technically, technically not a full time employee of CBS. Oh yeah, and that's the way that I was for years and years and years. I also wasn't a full time employee of Fox Sports. That's why when I, I got laid off, it was so easy for him se- to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't get a severance package. They were just like, oh, we can just let this guy go. Right. Uh, so that's like, that's like a uh, very common theme in the uh, quote unquote industry these days. Oh yeah, I mean it's not easy freelance to- like. 40, 40 hour a week. So basically, I'm a full time employee. Technically, yeah. So I'm a forty hour a week freelancer, but that just means that because I'm under the freelance classification, it means that they don't have to offer me benefits, mm. and they don't have to offer me like um like or they don't have to give me a severance or anything or like they can just cut me off whenever they need to. Yeah. So like that is that's like what everybody's doing now, and the industry sucks. Because so a like the this it is not a good industry. Right. If you can find something. Uh, like if you can get an offer, I'm of talking retweets, both good for you. arms, both legs, wrap around it, like wrap yourself around it, hold on to it like the spinning log in the American Ninja Challenge thing. <laughs> yes, I was watching yeah. that the other day, hung on to every second of it, was live texting it to one of my friends, and then realized this is from 2015. It's not even live. That shit doesn't matter. And my friend was like, yo, you know that it's like three in the morning. This wasn't going to be live anyway. It, it would have like, been super impressive, though, if these yeah. people were staying up late. Like, <laughs> but it could have been like within a year of being live. Uh, so anyway. No, you should have been like, should be like, well, anybody can do this shit on eight hours of rest. Let's see what you, let's see what you can do at four in the morning. Right. Prove that you're a true ninja <laughs> yes. warrior. Uh, so, because ninjas are stealth. 
They sneak right. up you on never, you. You never know when you're going to get attacked. It can yeah. come at any hours of the day. Right. Four, 4.41 in the morning, boom, here come the ninjas. They're holding on to the thing. Uh, I'll tell you, I watched that and was completely captivated it's by it. Show. I never watched any of those things, but I was like, man, I get why this is at least on. The only, the this worst, is getting some yeah, eyes. Yeah, the worst part about it is the, the commentating. Because they get mm. like they get commentators that are like actual sports commentators, and right, they who, treat it like it's a real fucking thing. And it's like we all know you can't you can't be knowledgeable about this right. because it's not a thing. Get it's a thing that we just it. made up now to put on right. TV. <laughs> That's no practical use, right? So yeah, so the guy's like, oh well, you know, once you get to the whatever, that's where you really your your, your core Ooh. strength is tested. It's like, ooh, these, How do you know? Did they tell these you that? flaming monkey bars can be a real tough out in the wild. Yeah, no, sure, they man. just made those. <laughs> yeah. um, so, this girl, who again, this is a kid who is graduating from college, very, very green, Hate doesn't know how off would you say? Hate this Hate her, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, doesn't, maybe doesn't totally know how difficult it is, A, to get a job at all, but B, the... Give, like, me Twitter, give me a full-time job. And I watched... Uh, you know, How credit was the to reel? her. It got me to watch the reel. How was the reel? It looked like the reel of somebody in who college. was in college. Yeah. And it, so, like, now I'm sitting there saying, this isn't that good. Here's what they need to work on. And I was honestly considering DMing this person and saying, like, oh, no. hey, here, unsolicited, is what I think of yeah. this. Like, uh... Or, like, even just how to order the stuff in the reel, which uh, this would definitely fall under, not not intentioned, but this would be mansplaining. Yeah, yeah but just because it's it's a, a person saying, hey... Uh, hey, by the way, here's your unsolicited advice from a man. Here's how you do this. Right, well... But it's like, a, it's... A good, it's probably good advice because no, you've been in the industry. Exactly. You know, I have friends who will say, uh, I mean, I've had friends when they're writing something say, hey, I'm not asking you to edit this, but can you give it a look mm-hmm. and tell me what you think? It's just a pair of eyes. It's just... Uh, right. But yeah, like I, I watched it. I showed it to one of my coworkers and uh, we were just talking about it and we were like, yeah, that's... I definitely wouldn't put this stuff up high because it's just kind of generic and it doesn't really show. Anyway... Um, I know so many people, and I work with a lot of people who are within, like, recent college grad to, like, three, four, five years out of college who are working production jobs. I, I, don't, I don't know if I've said this. I did production where I work now since from the time I was in college to the time I took a full-time job there. When I was a, the Bruins beat writer at WI.com. I had a side job that was kind of paying the bills, being a production person. Uh, I don't even know there. if I knew this. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, really? Yeah. Man, it's weird. For how much I talk, I, I really don't share anything. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I when I was in college, I would uh, answer phones for uh, the baseball show, and uh, then I would come in Sundays, and I would do, I would write the lower thirds that were on uh, the the screen. So how come the lower thirds now are so much better than when you were doing them? Because, you Max? know, uh, it's... The people who work behind the they scenes embrace, at NBC They, they embrace great. fun. Yeah, yeah. They, th- this is, it's, this is going to turn into an infomercial for where I work, <laughs> but they, they let you kind of try... Anything. And, uh, yeah, the lower thirds, if you've seen our Celtics coverage, we have this guy, Max, who's this big 76ers fan. I know. And 
What's that? I said, I know Max. Yeah. I know Max from my internship days. Yeah. Cra- to we, talk to me about the Flyers. We probably crossed paths when yeah. we were there. Uh, but, yeah, uh, he just writes all the, like, the lower thirds are always snarky, jokey things. Like, it won't say stats ever. It will just say a joke about the player. They did a, uh, went, went semi-viral the other night. They did a f- uh, touchscreen thing, uh, ranking the rookies this year. And one of the options, Ben Simmons. Hilarious. Hilarious. Got to do that three years in a row joke. But anyway. So, for years, I worked there just watching people, learning how to do stuff, as I was learning how to report in my full-time job, and I obviously was terrible at everything, and I made a million mistakes and embarrassed myself a million times, and I would hate the idea of somebody not getting to do that. Obviously, it would, be, it would have been a lot better if, like, financially, if I got a full-time job on television, which pays more money and i would have i would have had more money but i probably wouldn't be any good at the job right fun little thing as fate would have it still not any good at it (laughs) but at least i tried it that way uh but yeah i just found it very offensive that i work with so many people who want to be on air and would love to be on air and they're putting in their ten thousand hours and they're learning how to do stuff and they're getting to know people and they're making connections and then you got people who, and I'm not. I, I'm totally taking it out on this girl. Yeah. I. Uh, but like here. But here's the big thing. Here's what like makes me so mad about it. Like everybody, you said that her her reel wasn't like exceptional. Yeah, it was, it was a college reel. Every right. person in the world who's studying broadcast has a college reel. Exactly. And if it if it's not exceptional, I don't understand why she's putting it. Well, I understand why she's putting it out there, but I don't understand why it has forty six thousand retweets, and I don't understand why she expects to get a full time job out of it. Right. Because everybody in the world fucking has one of these reels. And I feel bad because I remembered after I was talking to my coworker about it and she was like Yeah, like I think that everyone's just trying to do what uh there was a kid who posted uh their reel and saying, uh, you know, I'm graduating, I'm looking for a job and it was unbelievable <laughs> like, the best reel in the world and i remember well, then, if, like, i retweeted gets, it yeah if somebody uh, gets a job doing that then that's fine because like they're sharing their thing and i don't have a problem with her sharing her thing it's just yeah. like if it's not exceptional then don't expect a full-time job out of it wait because i'm imagining like if i saw that and i was a hiring person i would say like hey this kid's got talent love the um Love the the drive, like right. I mean, j- just that you know what you want to do out of college puts that that girl a million right. steps yeah. ahead of everybody else, and that you've worked at it and that you are working at it. I would say, like, come on in, let's see, like, what kind of stuff we could do for you. Maybe uh, doing some production stuff. Maybe we could get you some airtime at some point. But that's not what that person. It's seemingly the fact that the person followed up and said, yeah, uh, that's "I'd the like," issue, means that yeah. maybe people were saying that, yeah. and she was like, "Oh nah. no, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing. Uh, I'm not doing anything less than full time." So yeah, putting your your ten thousand hours. Uh, believe it or not, brunch has yet to really uh, bring in buku bucks for us. <laughs> And as hard as it may be to believe, yes. And uh, but we're, we're putting in our ten thousand hours. Maybe at some point we'll be great at podcasting. We legitimately are. Uh, where this is just golden. Yeah, uh, and uh, we're gonna make some money here because we've got an ad read. Today's episode of Brunch is brought to you by the Athletic. You know what it is. It's the uh, it's the sports site, the subscription sports site that basically hires everybody these days. Uh, it's. The one with uh, Jason Stark, with Pierre Lebrun, 
a million other writers that you know and love, both national and team-based. And uh, uh, The Athletic brings you sports coverage that is uh, based on storytelling. It's in-depth. It's wonderful. Uh, It's a publisher of smarter sports coverage for diehard fans. The model is simple. No ads, no pop-ups, no autoplay video. It's all about the authentic, in-depth coverage written by journalists who know the teams inside and out. Coverage goes beyond just game recaps and trade speculation, but rather provides smarter analysis and deeper perspective for teams and leagues that you love and follow. So uh, if you want to subscribe to The Athletic, if you're not already subscribed, I highly recommend it. I'm subscribed myself. I read almost on a daily basis. They have a ton of great NHL coverage for anybody who listens. Uh, Their NHL coverage is superb. So I would highly recommend it. And if you want to, you can do so now. This is not a Cyber Monday deal. This is a brunch deal. You can subscribe for less than $3 a month. That's 40% off. It's an insane deal for all the content that you get, uh, all the great, great content. Uh, Let's see. It's more than 650 700 news stories published every week across all sports. That's insane. Uh, and all of it is, or pretty much all of it is, is very high quality. Would highly recommend. So if you want to subscribe, less than $3 per month, go to theathletic.com slash brunch. That's theathletic.com slash brunch. 40% off, $2.99 per month. You can't beat that deal. So go subscribe Get access to some of the best writers in the game. That's theathletic.com slash brunch. Subscribe and be a part of the future of sports journalism. So, in conclusion, I hope that person gets a great job. Builds up. Well, I was going to say, I hope that if she gets a if she gets a job, good for her. I hope that she doesn't expect that it's that easy for the rest of her career. I just hope – I mean, I, I, I've really thought about it a lot, and I've talked to a lot of my coworkers about it, and I I hope that they can not necessarily do, like, exactly what I did, which is get, get a job that uh, lets you kind of technically be in the industry uh, while you find out how else to pay the bills. Hopefully, she gets a job that will – pay the bills and she can learn on the fly and everything comes together. But I just, the, I don't, don't overlook getting your, putting in your 10,000 hours. It's uh, I mean, I look back fondly on things like internships and I know that, I mean, not every person can like when I was in college, I remember living at home. Now we're getting into like industry talk, but I remember like living at home uh, when I was uh, for the summers in college allowed me to do internships for free. So I understand everybody's case is different, but try to hack away at the 10,000 hours any way you can, because if you just try to go straight for, I want to start with the end game, then you're going to start off being bad and you're going to kind of be at the top of the ladder. And when you mess up there and when you embarrass yourself there, that's not going to be as good as when you're kind of on a lower rung and you embarrass yourself and you're like, oh, man, it's a good thing no one saw that. Right. So I don't know. Uh, if, Millennials, if she, if, she, if she finds a way to get to get in through the back door mm-hmm. and like get her way into a job, good for her, I guess. But. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't feel like entitled to a full time job. I straight saw out of the gate. I At least saw, like not like, full time. Like report. I'm right. going to be a reporter. Yeah, I saw. Uh, 
I saw veteran uh, like reporters and anchors who. I mean, like, not everybody on ESPN is full-time there, you know? Right. So I saw veteran reporters and anchors uh, retweeting it with, uh, like, man, so this is the mistake I've been making for all these years. I forgot to ask for retweets. <laughs> this is why I never got a full-time job. So I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm... Um, like, like discouraging this girl, yeah, like for... discouraging having big aspirations. I just look at it more skeptically because I've been in the biz, and I just know. I, just, I think to, to the naked eye, hey, I uh, went to school to be a reporter and anchor. I'd like a full time job. Is that right now? You're like, oh, cool, yeah, makes yeah, cool. sense. Yeah. You know, you, you go to school uh, uh, studying economics. You get a job in econo- what what what's that job? I don't, I don't know. know. But like, you get a job uh, in that field. Makes sense, but. For this field, it's uh, it stinks. It's hard. <laughs> it stinks. And uh, I don't know. I, I just know that I sound like. And I, I said it. I tweeted about this. I said I know that I sound like an angry old guy. And well, going on and on about it for like fifteen minutes on this podcast has not helped our case either. Yeah. Uh, so uh, speaking of angry old guys, uh, the holiday season is upon us, and there's a new Christmas movie. Hell yeah. Starring Santa Claus himself. It's called The Christmas Chronicles. Uh, I've kept my thoughts about this very uh, quiet because I'm excited to talk about this. It's uh, Kurt Russell as Santa Claus, and it is just... The only the only thing I've said about it on Twitter, which is just it's a whopper of a movie. Yes, uh, it is a Netflix original mm-hmm. with uh, Kurt Russell and don't know anybody else in it. Honestly, oh, uh, uh, like, Lamorne Morris, Lamorne Morris, uh, Oliver Platt play or Oliver Platt, Oliver Hudson plays the dead father. Uh, okay. uh, Kimberly Williams Paisley is that her name? Uh, the is it Brad Paisley, Brad Paisley's wife. It's, okay. the, it's the girl from uh, Father of the Bride. You never saw the Father of the Bride movies? Don't think so. Oh man, she was like very pretty woman. Okay. You don't think good so? Start, good start. Oh, I thought, Major you, I thought you meant uh, Very Pretty Woman, the movie Pretty Woman. No, that's a sequel. A, a, very, <laughs> yes. a very Pretty Woman Christmas. Okay. Um, no, you don't think that uh, she's a cutie pie? She's the mom? Yeah. 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 Super cutie pie. She's in Na- the show Nashville, too. Good thing her, her husband's so is dead. Hudson. Uh, very available in that movie. Yes. Uh, so... I had no idea what this movie was. I saw a preview for it, and it was kind of your run-of-the-mill. Uh, kids are with Santa. Uh, Santa's very concerned about Christmas cheer. Uh, that's a rule that people have just kind of thrown into the Christmas thing over the years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't like this... half the rules that this movie made up for Christmas. This movie made up a lot of Christmas rules. This movie threw a bunch of Christmas movies into a melting pot. And mm. just stirred it up and took little things from mm. each of them and came out with the most ridiculous mess of a Christmas movie you've ever seen. Yeah, so in short, uh, it's about a family from Lowell, Massachusetts, yes. which I did Hilarious. not see coming. Really punched me in the face. Uh, I had a, I had an idea when uh, one of the kids was wearing a Patriots double zero jersey at the beginning. I did like that. <laughs> uh, there was, uh, so it's... Uh, like maybe what eight ten year old girl ten year old girl maybe she is ten okay ten year old yes. girl teenage brother uh father uh died very dead passed on they will let you know every five minutes in this movie they that the father is dead hard they they uh they do like this 
this movie listens to brunch because it is hammering home the fact that people are dead. Right. So uh, the 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 brother and sister they're always fighting about something. We'll get to this why they're fighting, but uh, they're always fighting about something, and then uh, they end up uh, breaking into the uh, Santa's sleigh. And completely ruin Christmas, Christmas for the world. And there's like a lot of, how do we get everything back on track? Let's help Santa, blah, blah. And the whole time you're just like, well, this you guys is just all, went away. If you didn't do any of this, <laughs> then none of this would have happened. Uh, Santa Claus is Kurt Russell, uh, who has never seen any sort of depiction of Santa Claus ever and plays Santa Claus as confusingly <laughs> as any person could ever play Santa Claus, it's a great time. Uh, let's. So I guess let's just go. We have to. We just have to like uh, go through all the, the blow by blow. Yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, but I I did want to say right off the bat, I felt like this movie had very strong Babes in Toyland vibes. Mm. Uh, even even down to the smallest part of like. Growing up in in Lowell, Massachusetts, yeah, babes in Toyland, they fucking love Cincinnati. They're like, oh, oh we're from right. Cincinnati. Blah, I'm blah, so blah. embarrassed. I was Cincinnati just about song. to say, wait, why? Where are they from? In babes in Toyland, Cincinnati. And, oh baby. boy, are they from Cincinnati? <laughs> they were gonna call it Cincy, but since Cincy was so natty, they named it Cincinnati. <laughs> so they say the holidays. <laughs> Oh, it's that one time a year. That was I was starting to sing. Uh, That's amore. Yeah, there it's you go. that one like time it. a year where they spread Christmas cheer. It's the holidays. So, so they kick off this movie by letting you know that the girl is like the lamest fucking ten year old in the world. Uh, this kid, this girl has no friends, including Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Santa Claus, <laughs> including her own family, hates this girl. Her mom ditches her to go to work on Christmas Eve. Her brother wants mm-hmm. nothing to do with her. Uh, uh, she's also a ten year old who believes in Santa. Mm-hmm. Can't stay home alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes her Christmas wish video on Christmas Eve. So she is like the dumbest 10-year-old in the world. Well, this family in general, so it's the three of them, uh, brother, sister, uh, mom from Father of the Bride. Not the mom from Father of the Bride. The daughter, the bride from Father of the Bride. And uh, they do a thing that happens a lot in Christmas movies, which is... Don't put up any decorations? They save everything. Why do they save everything for like, motherfucker, have you heard of a term called shelf life? <laughs> <laughs> like there are people now are complaining uh, about how early people put up Christmas decorations. Not and in shit Christmas like that. movies. No, not at all. It is December twenty fourth in every Christmas 11. movie. Eleven fifty four. They're yeah. like, "What do you say? Should we bust out the stockings? Do you do we know where they are?" They they do all that before, and then like sometimes they open presents right at midnight. There's a very confusing timeline with a lot of Christmas movies. So this is a stupid thing they do that's not specific to this movie. Fortunately, there are a lot of stupid things that are specific to this movie so let's start uh they show a timeline of or they show a montage of christmas videos that they take over the years and uh it's all high definition stuff with impeccable lighting that they just put some lines through so it makes it seem like just by by chance they start off all of the the videos with it's christmas 2004 yeah it and then the next video it's like it's christmas 2006 and then they stop coming because the father dies yes. but the uh daughter still hangs on to the camera she absolutely loves it uh she goes she asks uh her brother if she can hang out with him 
And he says, no, I'm going out with my friends. So she follows him with the camera and uncovers that this brother, who's like kind of a little like like a typical older brother, like, get out of my room, dweeb. Yeah, like, he's don't like, you know? Blah. He's, he's just like a little snobby. Harmless little snobby yeah. guy. Uh, she goes but, to see, what what's he up to? Just kidding. Stealing cars. He steals cars. <laughs> that is the thing that they use to say this kid's kind of a punk. They There are so many things in between, like, uh, get out of my room, and he's committing grand theft on auto (laughs) it's like very much like a all right here we need an angsty teenager who's a bit of a jerk to his little sister what do we have him do murder right no that's too much okay he steals cars he's out there stealing cars and uh it leads to this but it really does set the tone for the whole movie because this this is like a really this is a very dark christmas oh movie. yeah it uh there are a lot of moments there are a lot of like near death moments but not in the but they don't uh, present it in like a way where like hey we know we're being dark it's like hey we're a fun christmas right. movie but look at this shit <laughs> but the the near death moments aren't like when you're normally watching a kids movie and you're like oh in real life they would have died there right. it's they show like them coming <laughs> one drop from dying. There are times when they're flying and they're not in the sleigh. I they know, fall out of the is... sleigh. Things are upside down. People are on fire. It's a there is like a real. Uh, do you have they're any, going to die? Do you there. have anything before the falling out of the sleigh scene? Oh thing? yeah. Okay. I've got this. I had to pause it to. This is like a. A, a 90 minute movie that took me like six hours to watch because I kept <laughs> pausing and writing down things. So uh, the kid comes back from stealing cars, uh, goes into his room, uh, sees the little girl uh, in there with her friends. Just kidding. She doesn't have any. <laughs> and he's and she says, you have a good time with your friends. And he says, get out of my room. You know, you're not allowed in here and you're not allowed to steal cars from the deli parking lot. And then they have this like. Mom's going to be so mad. Get back here, you creep. But they're talking about stealing <laughs> cars. There's like, and there's never discussion of like, you could go to jail. Right. Like, this isn't like a wait until mom finds out yeah. thing. This is a, a wait until this your is, sentencing yeah. thing. <laughs> this is like a one, what the fuck are you doing with stolen cars? That's yeah. never brought up either. He's back like a minute later. I think, honestly, I'm imagining, I was thinking about it. I was like, is he just like dumping it off at like a yeah. chop yeah, shop or right. something? Or is he like returning it to the spot? Like, is he just joyriding stolen cars and then bringing it right back to the, to the spot? Uh, like what is happening there? Mm. And two, like you're a fucking idiot. You could go to jail. Yeah, never. Neither of those are brought up. So uh, the mom comes home while they're arguing because she's got the tape of uh, him stealing cars, and uh, she's Which... all, she's so upset that they're yelling at each other. And the mom says, "You know what I want for Christmas." For you two to not fight or something like that. And yeah. that's a huge Christmas movie move, which is to make everything about Christmas. Yeah, no, it's a huge Christmas movie move to make uh, parents have the shittiest wishes of all time. Yeah. Like a parent's Christmas wish is always like, I just wish that, I just wish for love. I just yeah. wish that you People guys get along. You know what? If When I'm a parent, I'm going to have, I'm going to have real demands. Yeah. Uh, like I would. I, so buy me the new Call I of Duty, would, you little bitch. Right. I would <laughs> like, uh, I'm not going to want a video game, but I'm going to want something cool. But yeah, like I wish there was one time in a Christmas movie, uh, something's going on. People are arguing about something and someone's like, hey, you know what I want for Christmas? And then anybody else was like, you say Christmas? <laughs> we were we were having a the discussion. Why are you? Is it, that, is that is real so out of the issues. blue. Why did you? Why are we talking about Christmas? Uh, 
So, uh, let's see. What else I wrote? I wrote down, why do they save so many tasks for Christmas Eve and Christmas movies? But we have to decorate the tree. Yep, we hit on that. Uh, you had weeks to do this. Uh, the daughter says to the brother, after the mom leaves for work, they're trying to kind of uh, figure out why they don't like each other. And she says, ever since dad died, all you want to do is hang out with your wannabe gangster friends. Yep. Which... Just... By the way, the acting in this movie is terrible from from the little girl. Well, the, supposedly kids aren't good at acting, which makes sense. They're not good at anything yet. I mean, there are a lot of child actors who like get by. The kids, even from... the twins, twins from the Raymond from Raymond were. Oh, those were kids good. were unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And but uh, I mean, this, we're not talking about everybody knows Raymond here. We're well, we should be. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, so she. Asks her brother to help booby trap the place so they can get a video of Santa. Home alone. Yep. She uh, offers to give him the tape of him stealing a, the car. He asks, are you serious? There where she stands, she places her hand on the wall where there is a plaque of her dead father. And she puts her hand on it and says, I swear. And it was just like one of those moments that lets you know. They're never going to stop telling you that <laughs> their father don't. is dead. <laughs> At least they deliver on that they, promise. Right. Like, it just, it's always going to, I, because I'd forgotten for a second. I was like, you'd gone like four minutes without the, doing the dead dad thing. They just, like, every, they're, they're, within arm's reach, there's always a thing. Oh, that yeah. can tie it back. So, uh, they break into Santa's sleigh, and the first words we hear from Santa are shrieks as they all die. Or nearly die during turbulence. Yeah, I want to talk about the fact he that... He yells, hold on to your sister! And it's in such a high voice that doesn't sound anything like Santa. And Santa, like, Santa, Santa knows... It gets established later in the movie that, like, Santa knows everybody, obviously, because yeah. he's Santa. Uh, real weird move for Santa to be super freaked out, uh, I guess, in that situation. Yeah. Like, this guy is seemingly prepared for everything, knows everybody... Uh, and just like completely lost his shit mm. and caused a bunch of turbulence and sent the girl flying yeah. off the sleigh, plummeting, literally plummeting to earth yeah. as as a real little girl would fall, like backwards down, plummeting to earth. Yeah. Uh, and she does for a good couple minutes. I will say Santa is, uh, he's definitely a jerk in this movie, but... It was missing the opportunity in every other movie when you're – if you're driving and suddenly in the back seat you see someone's head pop up, the, usually when you see someone unexpectedly who you don't know, there is always like uh, like a good 40-second thing where you're pointing a gun at them and you really don't believe they are who they are. Yeah. And you're like, who are you? What are you doing here? How would you get here? Sa- everything else that Santa does suggests that he would have one of those moments with the little girl. Uh, didn't get to happen because, uh, A, Santa didn't have a gun, which for this movie was kind of surprising. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, B, uh, the girl, as you said, falls out of the sleigh. So they all land. That was a and, real wake-up moment for me, yeah. uh, falling out of the sleigh. Uh, that was like a, holy shit, what is this movie? Right. Because it is, uh, I don't know how much of this movie is for kids versus adults, mm. because that was a real adult moment. Yeah. Uh, a big thing with this movie is that, oh, so uh, he Santa loses his hat, which this is a rule they make up, which is everybody knows that the way that what is it? The way that something... Santa's what's it? powers are in his hat. Santa's powers are like in his hat. He needs to be wearing his hat to have his powers. Uh, you know what that sounds like? Sounds like Santa. 
This is a bald guy. Yeah. Like, so. like, may, like, oh, I, I need my lucky hat. It's like, it's not a lucky hat. It's just you want to be wearing a hat because you're bald. You know uh, you know how he could have fixed his baldness so he didn't have to wear the hat? For hymns, my personal experience is that I love talking about hymns. Hims is a great thing because 66% of men lose their hair by age 35, and as someone who's pretty much 35, I mean, you know, as I've always said, once you're 24, you're 25, and once you're 29, you're 40, I'm <laughs> in that range. Uh, 66% of men lose their hair by 35, and I'm not going to let it happen to me. Because the thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. So if you see that hairline slowly moving backwards, bald spots, think. What's this going to look like a year from now if I don't do anything about it? I ask you, do you want a bald spot? Do you want your hairline to recede? Do you want snake oil in your life? you want me to turn into snake oil junk? No. Why do guys turn to weird things like snake oil when they can just trust solutions like medicine and science? I'll tell you, that solution is for hims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. I want you to be motivated. I'm motivated. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. For Hims going to connect you to real doctors with medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. There's no snake oil. There's no waiting rooms. You just go to forhims.com. You're going to find generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions that will help you keep your hair. It's backed by science. It's so easy. You answer a few questions. Doctor will review and can prescribe you. Products are shipped directly where? Where do you think? Right to your to doctor. Your, no. <laughs> I know. It's well, right to your door. Unless, you Unless are your a doctor. doctor is yes, exactly. <laughs> Unless you are self-medicating, which uh, I have learned, I've got to stop doing. Uh, so you go to forhims.com instead. Order now. Listeners get a free trial month of forhims for just five dollars today, right now, while supplies last. The website for full details. That it costs hundreds if you went to a doctor or pharmacy. Go to forhims.com/brunch. That's f-o-r-h-i-m-s.com/brunch. Forhims.com/brunch. Uh, yeah, Santa makes up this thing about or the the movie really makes up this thing about the hat uh a but big his, i will say his uh kurt russell's beard mm-hmm. is a fantastic santa beard well kurt russell's look in general is very interesting because uh a big thing with this movie that they constantly talk about is kurt russell does not play a sat a fat santa yes, a fat shame santa a and lot. uh nobody believes that it's him because he's not fat enough <laughs> and like most of the dialogue in this movie is Kurt Russell talking about his physique. Half his lines are him bragging about his uh, about him being wide, right? In the in the good way, yeah. And then the other half are him just fat shaming the portrayals of Santa. So in order to get the hat, they need to. They end up in Chicago, uh, and uh, real weird twist to go from Lowell, Mass, yeah, uh, to start off in Lowell, Mass, and then spend the rest of the movie in Chicago. They uh, this movie is unwilling to not be around crime. No. <laughs> This it is very important to this movie that all this holiday cheer takes place among near constant crime. <laughs> yes. uh, we'll get to Lamorne Morris in a second, but uh, Lamorne Morris plays a policeman yep. because there's a lot of crime going on in this movie. Yep. Uh, most of the crime, in fairness, done by our three main characters, which are the little girl, Teddy, who steals cars, and Santa Claus, who, Santa or not, they are breaking a lot of rules. They steal yeah. a car, but it's from a guy who stole a car, so yeah. it's kind of a little Robin Hood thing. Shout out, by the way, to the Robin Hood movie that's apparently out. It's trash. 
Did, did you see I it? I haven't seen it, but I, it looks like trash, and it, it's being reviewed as trash, and the numbers are trash. This is where I'm ha- – like, we're, we pretty much see every movie that comes out. I like that I don't have immediate pressure to, to see, see that, that movie because but, I'm really not interested in it. But, like, the that. worse the reviews that it's, it gets is the more I want to see it. Yeah, that's true. See how bad it is? Yeah. Uh, so uh, they do that. They uh, they run into – oh, they, so the girl has to find Santa – or. Teddy has to find Santa's bag of toys because that fell out. Fell out when, when the girl fell out. Yes, yeah. and uh, he's got to get it to. He can't. He can't. Uh, normally, he would just you know fly there and fix his sleigh, but he ran out of his magic because the hat fell out, the sack fell out, the girl fell out, everything fell out of that sleigh. Christmas cheer is also low. Is that a thing? Yeah, they got to have the Christmas well, cheer up. Got people. I don't know why the Christmas cheer would be low because uh, apparently it's because people aren't getting their presents and stuff, but it's in the middle of the night. Well, that would make sense though. What do you mean? Well, like if if word had gotten out, like, hey, uh, you know the presents you thought you were getting, you're not getting them. Yeah, but it's the middle now, of the night. That's what right. I'm saying. How do they know? Yes, yeah, you're yeah. right. So um, they go to a bar. Santa hits on the hostess. He uh, make he and he trades a like a Mickey Mantle card or something for a Porsche. For a Porsche, and then the, 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 the deal gets nullified. Yes. It's this movie really is one. Like when we talk about movies. Uh, people say, oh, man, I could listen to DJ and Pete describe movies to each other, and I'm never going to see it, but that's fine because I feel like I've seen it. I don't think we're going to be able to fully give this one No, to you, you should watch, watch it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's like a – you they, they get split up, and one person has to go look for stuff, and the other one has to find – at some point, uh, the elves get introduced, and no, they're, they're, but, they're but minions Sam, and furbies at the same time. We're, we're skipping over a big part. Santa goes to jail. Yeah, Santa Santa goes to jail. So uh, Lamorne Morris and, and his uh, his partner mm-hmm. uh, arrest Santa for stealing a car and possibly kidnapping children. Yeah, uh, they don't believe him that Very he's Santa. Fair. Yeah, absolutely. They don't believe Good him cops. that he's Santa. Yeah. Um. So they bring him to jail. There is a fantastic jailhouse scene. Uh. Well, actually, two fantastic jailhouse scenes. One, an interrogation of Santa. Mm-hmm. Uh. In an interrogation room where Santa just like. It completely taunts the cop for oh, yeah. losing his wife. Yeah, it does like a whole like Hey, your wife left you. Hey, no like like one of those like, hey, I'm in here, but I can hit you from the inside. Yes, yeah. Like, hey, I it's know like, where I you might be in cuffs, but yeah. But like, hey, just so you know your heart's in cuffs. I know everything about the people in your life. <laughs> like that's the thing, like this cop is interrogating him and he's bringing up Hey, your ex-wife. How I saw your ex-wife the other day. Yeah, he, I know this person. You know, I know that person. Like he, that, you know what he's doing. It's a threat. You know what he's doing. It's like when somebody lashes out, and he and you're like, "Hey, I know you're doing this because you're you're torn inside. Like, yeah, you're because you're unhappy. But as an inside. interrogating cop, all you hear is, "I arrested this person, and they are talking about my family members. <laughs> yeah. So like, this is a threat. Uh, right. This so, is a person who could be uh, could legitimately be yeah. a kidnapper. Yeah. And they're and talking, saying he's, he's got he's eyes. Saying I know you have a family. Right. Uh, the other one being, and I definitely want to talk about this. Oh, because I knew, I knew you were going to love this. One. Entirely unnecessary. Yeah, it but serves it, I love it no so purpose. much. So Santa is locked up. He's in jail. Uh, some other guys are in jail, and uh, he gets up. Walks one the, over one to of those Steven guys. Van Zandt. Yes, yes. Speaking of Sill, walks over to Sill and says, "Hey, you're in Bruce Springsteen's band. Could uh, uh, here's a guitar." It says to this other guy, "Here's a guitar. 
and they have this like jailhouse rock scene where they put on this big performance. There's still a, behind bars. Yeah, it doesn't like crazy, do anything. No, but no, but there's like they put on this performance. There's like crazy lighting. Yep. It's like stage lighting. They're playing their instruments that aren't plugged in. Yeah, and it's <laughs> not like a quick like let's create a diversion. So as we're doing this, we can do something else. It's just everybody a in it. Yes, everybody involved in this is focused on participating in the <laughs> yeah. music and playing. There's backup singers that come out of yeah, nowhere. Right. It is fucking it is so wild and unnecessary, but like I think that's the point where I was like, oh fuck it, I'm it's, all in on right. this movie. Yeah. Because it is like completely it's it, I at never that knew moment, when I was watching that movie if something was furthering the plot or if the movie <laughs> knew if it was furthering the plot. Yeah, but I at that moment I felt like the movie was in on the joke. Yo, so, definitely. so I was like fuck yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like I uh like one of my – our friend Brian who uh, loves movies, has seen every movie, uh, was saying this is a great movie. And I couldn't tell if – like I know that it's in on the joke and that it's knows it's a stupid movie. I don't know if I can say great. It's just so stupid. It's, it's the stupidest movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's not true. As Babes in Toyland is way stupider. But yeah. but this is like the, this. I really think that this is the new Babes in Toyland. It's the it, you it is very very close. And it is. I love. I fucking love both of them. I'm gonna nonstop wa- insanity. I, I'm. I will tell you. Yeah. I will watch this movie like almost every year. For I'm gonna. The next, ma- well, like, I'm gonna decade. make other people in my life watch yes. this movie. And I'm going. And I want. Like, I'm gonna watch. Watch it with them, them. Yes. absolutely. Uh, so um, there was a part uh, where Teddy and uh, Santa are driving, and they're talking about something. It's a whole lot of Star Wars stuff. Uh, <laughs> didn't know you had to have seen, needed to have seen Harry Potter in order the, to understand the this movie. Story didn't of... know if there was prerequisites yeah. for this movie. Uh, so. Uh, what are you getting to next? I will say uh, it's the most problematic part of this movie. Uh Teddy has a redemption arc. Mm, oh boy! Yeah, uh, but Teddy starts. He steals should, cars, and then he <laughs> yeah. uh, he helps out Santa. Uh, we should first get to the uh, sounds. My redemption arc bell. Yes, uh, it's on the alarm. We should first get to the part where the kids are walking in a park, and they just they get like kidnapped. They get oh, yeah. they get mugged by uh, a bunch of thugs who are hanging out in a park mm. on Christmas Eve, just waiting to pounce. Yeah, uh, and they. So what exactly happened? The most diverse uh, gang that's ever existed. This movie did yes. not want to, <laughs> no, to, to offend to anybody. Any sort of risk. There they are... have like there's like a, a short uh, man. There's like a, a short white man or like a, like a tall Indian yes. man. There's like a, a like mid-sized the... black woman. There's, there's like, like a, a Hispanic guy involved. Like like one of every this type is the melting pot gang. There was a handicapped person. <laughs> there or a person with disabilities. Sorry. There was like a. It was just. A very the apparent fish monster from we are the shape of water no, was involved. Yeah, we are making no stereotypes about what gang members look like. But they were they were not afraid to go in on the crime rate in Chicago. They spoke <laughs> French. They it yes. was uh, it was just very diverse. Uh, Santa Claus was actually a member of this gang. They <laughs> just want to make sure. Okay, so the uh, Santa's bag. They find out that uh, Santa's got the bag, mm. and the the girl. <laughs> 
falls into the bag because the girl cannot stop falling off and into shit yes. the entire movie. Falls off a reindeer, falls off a sleigh, falls into a bag, and apparently she falls into the bag straight through to the North Pole workshop. Yeah. Don't know how that works. Um, there's a lot of vortexes involved in this movie. Like oh, yeah. The sleigh well, goes how, through vortexes. Yeah, that's how Santa delivers his toys. He, yeah. he bangs out like three houses. Uh... We talked about how the, the Grinch was a secret ma- magician. Yeah. In in the new Grinch. Santa's also a magician, apparently, in this movie. Uh so she falls into Santa's workshop. Meanwhile, the uh the older brother gets kidnapped and gets brought to a warehouse mm. where uh they're like, yo, what's in the what's in the toy bag? And it's just coal for everybody. They get to the, bad. Uh, they get to the warehouse with the gang and they're like, We're gonna find out what's in the bag. Right after we introduce you to uh this elderly asian woman who is in our gang because <laughs> ev- ev- we're we're telling you we're we're ev- anybody and everyone this can be in the, this gang okay? this is like the the world census of gangs and you're right and teddy's like yeah uh, are you gonna she seems nice is she are you gonna she gang? let let me go and they're like oh no, no 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 we are holding you hostage but we just want to let you know and everybody is in this gang and at the same time that this is happening, uh, the little girl is at Santa's workshop, and she also gets held hostage mm. by the elves, which you mentioned are, like, house elves from is, Harry Potter. It is, oh, maybe that. I don't know. They it's look like they look like that. They look like a mixture of that and the troll dolls that you put on top of pencils. Yeah. they. So mainly for me, they were minions and uh, uh, gremlins. Yes. That's uh, very accurate. And they they had them do like the the uh, minion voice and everything. It in was in a different uh, language. Yeah. Well, that's what minions are. Oh, that's yeah. But that's not even they had like subtitles for the elves. Oh, true. Yeah, right? Did they? Yeah. Did they say any? Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the elves, honestly, to me, were like one of the stars of, of the movie. Oh God, I hated it. I, oh, I, you I hated it right away. It was, I, it's so derivative. Yeah, but I, I, so I was like, what the hell is this shit? They were like, and they were scary ass elves. Well, they, they were, were homicidal. Was yes. an important thing to bring up? <laughs> yes, they, uh, they were f- some really fucking dark, problematic elves. They almost cut off Teddy's dick. Oh, they tried to take a chainsaw to his dick. Yes, unbelievable part of the movie. They all and they get, come they, a centimeter away. from from chopping off that dick. They all run out of the bag while uh, the uh, United Nations gang <laughs> yes. is uh, going to attack Teddy or something. They all run out and they they beat up all the, the gang members, which, uh, again, like, kind of problematic because they're beating up the elderly. They're, uh, they're, they're everybody. Uh, and they're like, okay, last but not least, let's cut off this kid's dick. <laughs> and the girl crawls out and she's like, yo, I think she doesn't she say like, he's with me. Yeah. And like this girl has now become quite hardened. I don't know if it's, she's under the roof of this, uh, like, she's like their, over, she's like their overlord now. Right. Uh, yeah. but yeah, like this was not, this was not she's like their a, pimp. this is not like a mistaken, like, Ooh, wait, wait, wait. They, that was really kind of close to his nuts. Yeah. Did, did they do that on purpose? No, the they, guy said, they, here we go. They took the yeah. subtitles <laughs> off, and he said in a person of normal like, voice, Motherfucker, your dick is by mine. by Kurt Russell. <laughs> Time for that dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
uh, they really didn't know in what direction they were going with with these elves because like five minutes later, one of the elves was flossing. Did you? Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they were, yeah, they, they were, were literally doing the floss. Uh, so this, this is a really real one eighty, like sensory overload. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to talk about uh, Teddy having a redemption arc, how about the elves having a redemption arc from almost cutting off dicks to True. doing the floss? True. Uh, so. Uh, then they all meet up back with Santa and it's all great, but Hey, they're running out of time to deliver all these, uh, toys, which that's a BS thing because time in Santa don't work anyway. Right. Like that, that they all get delivered. If, if you're hitting every house in like 10 hours, then you might as well be hitting every house in 10 minutes because right. it's just as unbelievable. So uh, they show them... Especially uh, when you have vortexes and you're a fucking right. magician. So they show on the map them bouncing around. And on the map... They miss a million houses. They go from Chicago to Vancouver to Boise. <laughs> it's just a real weird itinerary. That yeah. is... Like, Google Maps would this throw is, up at this that. This is the Spirit Airlines of Santa. Absolutely no right. idea where he's going or if you're actually going to get there. So they finish the trip, and then they get to the uh, the house, and Santa reveals, uh, oh, by the way, I didn't need my hat. I could have flown the whole time. And it's like one of those, oh, wait a minute, he could have flown the whole time. But it doesn't answer anything. It just... <laughs> It Why just, did he do that? It then? just makes Santa a lot creepier because he did that intentionally so that he could spend a couple hours with little kids. Right. So when the cops were like, hey, uh, are you misleading these kids and kidnapping them? The answer was yes. The answer was yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, after that, he just he drops the kids off uh, and their house is magically decorated. Yep. And he gives Teddy a present, which is a, uh, a bulb ornament. Yeah. And at this point... It was like uh, he read a note because Teddy asked for his his dead dad. They mm-hmm. remind you his dad is dead. Uh, he, his his only wish mm. was that his dead dad. Stupid wish, Teddy. You got to know. Could be back. Could be back alive. Uh, and Santa was like, "Yo, I can't do that. I'm magical, and I can fucking go around the world in ten minutes. But God forbid, yeah, I bring your dad back to life. I can produce a Mickey Mantle rookie card, <laughs> right? I can't produce. I can put on a fucking jail can't produce house a guy production. that no one cared about. <laughs> yes. Uh, so. Uh, he says, I can't do that, but here's this bulb. Uh, I was really worried that they were going to bring the fucking dad back to life. They were going to find some way to bring him back. Oh, if the they dead. did, it would have been my it, favorite movie. Because it was not out of the question in, this, in no. the context of this movie. It would have been my favorite movie. It would have been fucking hilarious. But alas, uh, could not happen. He just sees his fucking reflection in right. the bulb. And he it just... He, it, Santa gave him the ability to think about his dad, which uh, he yes. already had. And uh, the kid, the kid has the the absolute gall. Yeah. To the first thing that he says to the ornament when he sees his dad is, "I'm proud, I'm of, proud you. of you." It's like, yeah, no shit. I'm a firefighter who died in a in no. A well, it was it was his dad talking to him. No, he said it to the dad. Right. But the dad. But he was like he was talking to his reflection, which was his dad. So he was saying, "I'm proud of you." It's, uh, like, but then the dad replies in the ornament and says, I'm proud of you too. Really? Yes. I thought that he was just saying, I'm proud of you. That's what I thought at first, mm. but then the dad replies, I'm proud of you too. Hmm. And so I was like, the gall on that kid to fucking be like, hey, dad, I forgive you. So <laughs> the movie ends with uh, the mom seeing the two kids hugging after they had this Santa Claus experience. And... Uh, they're all happy and they're hugging and they go in and have 
Christmas, and that's the end of the movie. But I'll tell you, nothing has changed in the eyes of the law. Like, this <laughs> yeah. kid is like, oh, like, I'm glad this kid went and had a good experience with his sister and glad everything. Glad he had a good Christmas. He could still go to jail fucking tomorrow. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. And I was like, how do you leave off there? If you imagine? His, his one gift should have been like, yo, can you wipe the record? Can you, <laughs> yeah, right. can you make, can you give me a clean slate? Yeah, you imagine that, like... It would, All I want for Christmas been, is an alibi. <laughs> it would have been fucking hilarious if the movie ended with the cops just showing up and being like, yo, you just stole like, a car from the right. deli yesterday? And yeah. he was like, yeah, but I forgive my dad. It's like, it was and so like, long. I was in Chicago. We were flying around everything. It's like, like, cool, you stole a have, car yesterday. We have the tapes, You're dude. obviously going to jail. <laughs> yes. So, uh... So, n- not too feel-good of a movie, but I guess that means that... I don't know. Th- there was a redemption arc for Teddy. People are not going to like that. People... Hate redemption arcs. Absolutely hate them. People can't, hate redemption. Can't arcs. be a bad character in a movie, uh, or a, a badish character in a yeah. movie, and and then get do away something with it. good. Yeah, yeah. Nope, can't happen. Very bad. Uh, uh, so, but now that I think about it, Santa has the tape. Santa's got the tape of Teddy's uh, Grand Theft Auto. D- Santa could dime out Teddy. No, he doesn't. I thought he has the tape of uh, he has the tape of him flying away. Yeah, but isn't that all on the same tape? It could theoretically be. Oh, yeah, she be. could have taped over it, yeah. They never saw her swapping out the tapes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Would be fucking hilarious <laughs> if uh, if they got to keep that that Christmas video. Yeah. And the mom pops it in just for like a, hey, let's let's reminisce on the Christmas of 2018. Yeah. And it just kicks off with Teddy, car Teddy still in the season. car. Um, so I absolutely love this movie. Huge fan. It's the most ridiculous. It's one of the more ridiculous movies in the world. As we discussed there, I realized the only thing I didn't like about it is that it wasn't more ridiculous. Yeah, I wish same. they brought the yeah. dead dad back. I'm hoping for a sequel. Hoping yeah. for a sequel that that really goes in on it. Speaking of sequels, tell you what, Woo. we also saw uh, Creed two, and uh, Creed I two here we Creed again. Yes, I had a terrible movie going experience there, but I liked the movie Creed two. I really like the movie Creed too. I'm never not going to like one of those movies. It's uh, it is as formulaic. Oh, a it thing is exactly as, yeah. exactly what I expected. But honestly, yeah, totally fine with it. It's a lot of. Uh, are, are you going to take the fight? <laughs> and, yeah, I'm going to take the fight. So much. You this is all I know. Don't make it. Hey, hey, it's don't only because don't dad. make this about your dad. Uh, Doing this for you, Felicia Rashad. Man, oh. How am I so lucky to be able to watch a movie that is Michael B. Jordan and so Felicia great. Rashad as his mom? So Just great, the best. Uh, great performances all around. Like every, you're. This isn't like an Oscar type no, movie. It's but a, it's I, a great sports movie. Uh, I, I wanted to say uh, that it's it's like a really good popcorn movie, but I think there's a little bit more depth to it than that. Hmm. Um, and. But it, again, it's like it's not going to reinvent the wheel, or like it's not going to blow your dick off in yeah. terms of just like uh, like a movie mm-hmm. or like a film. Yeah. But it is a it is a fantastic movie, and it is so much fun. Here's an issue I have with the movie with these movies, though. And I remember having it the first time, and this time I really got it. I just you can't make these boxing movies anymore, just with the CTE and everything, and you see. Like all the the hits that they take, there's like a lot oh, of I mean, like huge blows it's to the an, head. Yeah, I mean there's... it's it's an unrealistic boxing movie in the sense that like 
every like one of those shots would take a guy down yeah. and knock him out for the for the fight. And instead, they, they just completely trade them. And like uh, Drago's son is yeah. a fucking monster. Like yeah. if he hits you with one of those, you're yeah. dead. Yeah. So like, and I I, I don't want to spoil it, but there's one shot about halfway yeah. through the movie that's like that would have killed him. Yes. And uh, so like, I I mean I never thought about CTE once during this movie. Just oh I, like, it's, I just it's just hard to watch like all those like huge but it's blows to the head. So preposterous that it's like not even in my head. I uh they they got to just pivot to a different sport. Or maybe trivia, to UFC, or so no, like <laughs> something because you could still do that with other stuff. Like make it about, uh, make it about like mathletes or something like that. Jesus. Where it's like, you already won, you're already in first place. You shouldn't compete in this thing. Uh, are you really going to compete? Are you really going to take this? Like you're going to take this challenge? This challenge? You're like, of course I'm going to take this challenge. Hey, you're a father now. You got to consider. Uh, <laughs> You got to get there's more uh th- this isn't just about you anymore this is about us well that's why I do it for us I'm going to go compete in this thing and then like pretty sure that's the plot of uh Pitch Perfect 3 They're like don't compete in this <laughs> yes. these movies are getting worse <laughs> <laughs> Don't do another one of these. Yeah. you're going to ruin everybody's Christmas How many times can we watch Elizabeth Banks play the same like obnoxious Dumbass white character. woman yeah, yeah. That's the worst part about those movies. Yeah, well, honestly, that was the worst part about uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, too. It's like... Yeah, that, Elizabeth- that is a, a character that she's got to stop playing. <laughs> yeah, and, like, she... Didn't she direct the Pitch Perfect movies? Yeah. Like, you're calling the shots. She was, like, a huge part of that, yeah. Yourself, and she's like, you know what character I should do? That one character I that, always do. <laughs> the one character that everybody else gives me. Yeah. Oh so. man, yeah. Go go play Beth again from Forty Year Old Virgin. Go play uh, even go, like Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, go play what's her face. Uh, wait, so she plays Beth in uh, her character's name is Beth in uh, Forty Year Old Virgin because she goes Beth, and then she plays uh, Beth in uh, what's it called? Uh, role models. Oh, really? Because at the end he sings Beth to her. Is it the same? Uh, is it the same universe? Beth, uh, he, what's that? Is no. It, oh, it's not. Definitely. Because aren't both of those? Um... Well, it's like the, all the same people. Yeah. So I mean, it could be. Yeah. Because because uh, uh, what is it? The uh, um, knocked up and this is forty is the mm. same universe. Right. Yeah. But that's like it's like it's tied clearly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you never know. I like to I like to put that uh, put that out there. The, the Judd Apatow cinematic universe. Yeah, but he would have, his character would have talked about uh, Mindy Kaling's character a lot. What's her name? I don't remember. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, considering pivoting to a different thing, uh, and a question I had is, how much do they shower? <laughs> Weird question. You don't see him showering at all. Because they're always training, and they're like, they obviously you have a million workouts a day if you're a boxer, but... Like, uh, Adonis Creed will be having a bad day or something, so he'll go to the gym for a couple, for like 20 minutes to hit the bag, and then Rocky comes in, and they have a little heart-to-heart, and then Creed goes home. Did you shower after that? <laughs> and you think that that would be one of those movies that has like a like a slow-motion shower right, scene? Right, like a where like the in wa- the shower like holding the wa- onto the wall? Yeah, yeah. like the, the water is hitting his face oh, while yeah. he like Thinking. contemplates yeah. and, and says, like, do I, should I still be doing this? Yeah, should uh, I take the fight? <laughs> yes. So it is weird that they don't have a shower scene. Good point. Yeah, uh, 
I don't know. Like, there. Oh, actually, you know what? There is a shower scene. His girlfriend is going to. She's ah, like getting ready she's to getting shower. Out of the shower yeah. Getting out of the shower. And uh, but, there, but there's no like there's no like in the shower scene. Right. Which is. I would even like uh like a while they're arguing. She like if she's like oh yeah yeah take the fight and you while you're at it why don't you take another shower you've taken six showers today <laughs> yeah. nobody needs to take that many showers and he's like I sweat so many times a day <laughs> what am I gonna because I am like like if I sweat I'm showering oh, yeah. after yeah same what am I gross right <laughs> so uh, also a shower would be a great excuse for them to get another back shot not well not not, not oh, back man, shots the back shot the, the well, upper should, back shots we, well we should we should clarify yeah. uh, shots of the muscles. Yeah, uh, camera shots of the muscles. Quote, Back shots could could be could comments on my Instagram. <laughs> Put those traps away, <laughs> but actually don't because uh, oh my gosh, so many fucking muscles. And there's like there's a uh, the scene where there where um, Michael B. Jordan's girlfriend is getting out of the shower. Yeah, he's wearing uh, a black sort of thermal. Mm. Like loose neck thermal thing. Oh yeah, and he is like it is the most muscular I've ever <laughs> seen a man look in clothes. Yeah, it is absurd. He his shoulders are like the broadest shoulders in the world. Uh, and the, he's all like even when he's in not huge, shape. his shoulders are incredible. Yeah, like if we, incredibly if we were to build, broad. If we were to build the dream guy again. I would use the shoulders of Michael B. Jordan. I know broad is a... I actually uh, may have last time, to be honest. What? Oh, uh, use the shoulders? Yeah. I think you might have. I probably... His torso? Did. No, I used the torso of Steve Carell. Okay. <laughs> then no. Because he's got a, an underrated torso and he's got a good heart. So <laughs> okay. I used uh, that. I know broad is a problematic word, but his shoulders are very broad. That's true, yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the Drago family is big on... Uh, uh, Drago's Abuse. wife left him after <laughs> yes. Rocky beat him, or after Creed beat him, right? Who beat him? Uh, Creed beat him. No, Creed, he killed Creed. Oh, yeah, right. He killed, he killed Creed, Creed and forget. Rocky beat him. I'll tell you, I've only seen like one or two of the other ones. Don't even remember which ones they are. Don't care about them. Michael B. Jordan's not in them. Yes, uh, agreed. But, I, uh, I actually have not seen a Rocky. The first one? I have not seen, I a, honest... I have not seen a Rocky. Wow. I've not seen Watch a the first single one. Rocky. Watch the first. I watched the first one like only a few years ago. Um, well, if I like I've, Creed so much, I'm assuming that I'm going to like some yeah. of the Rockies. Uh, and so, it is. I mean, I. So I was going to say, like, it's it's wild that they they went so deep into like, hey, Rocky ruined my life and yeah. basically ruined the Soviet Union. Oh uh, yeah, they, like they went in on that, but like. It's crazy that they didn't sort of loop back around on that on the Creed versus Little yeah. Drago fight. Yeah. Because especially like right now in 2018, the Cold War is like sort of coming back. Oh yeah. Um the a great part of that is so he's all about uh losing to Rocky uh cost me a lot of things, cost me my wife blah blah blah. Uh when she when he's losing to uh, when young Drago is losing to Creed, uh, in between rounds, the old Drago says to him, "This is why she left us." Yes, like that is 2018 Gunner. You lost it for me, but it's <laughs> hey, my wife left me, and because it's your of you. Yeah, my wife left me because a thousand years after my wife left me, uh, my son was losing a fight to somebody who has nothing to do with my wife. Drago is the absolute worst dad in the world yeah. in uh, in this movie, and it is hilarious. I'd like to it, see a little fusion of uh, Drago and Senor Cienfuegos, and see because they handle. 
handle there, my wife left me in drastically different yes. ways. Also, didn't say on the podcast, little Senor Sinfuegos uh, fan fiction thing. Uh, very possible that he is Donna's father and took the job at the hotel so he could be closer to his daughter, a la Mrs. Doubtfire. Insane. It's but he true. he didn't dress as a woman. Right, but he Would just didn't better. need to. That's <laughs> true. Because he's uh, like, she's so worried about, I don't know, what was Donna thinking about back then? Getting ready for, for Sophie's wedding or something? She she would be very unsuspecting that right. this would be her father. And I I don't know. I think it's possible. I've been looking at some, some think, like the I Mama Mia wikias. You're, aren't you twisting it? It would, be, uh, it would be Sophie's father, not Donna's father. No. He's, no, because he smushed uh, Ruby. All oh. those years ago in Mexico. Oh, that's right. So yeah. she and she says in the beginning, uh, Sophie of Mamma Mia Two, you're the manager of the hotel, and this is the grand reopening uh, of the Hotel Belladonna, yes. which means that Donna did turn it into a hotel. Seemingly, he was the manager of the hotel because wait, somebody so, was uh, dying. <laughs> wait, so they're they're saying that uh, that uh, Andy Garcia would be Meryl Streep's mom, other Meryl Streep's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, all over the place. This is insane. I mean, the fact that they make uh, share yeah. Meryl Streep's mom when they're like five years apart Similar in real ages. life. Yeah, <laughs> I've been listening to Share's uh, uh, ABBA cover album. Yeah, and Good. a couple of them are pretty great. Her version wow. of SOS okay. is awesome. Really good time. Uh, one last side uh, ABBA note: as I've been getting into ABBA. I really have not given enough credit to what an absolute babe Agneta was. The there were two girls. There was Frida and there was Agneta. Agneta was the blonde one. Wait, so why Frida? Yeah, she's got to have like a different name, right? Because nah, is aren't the aren't, A B B A is yeah. like the first names, isn't it? Agneta, Bjorn, yeah, Benny, yeah. And oh yeah, no Frida. Yeah, it's like a, it's like, uh, it's a hyphenated thing. Okay. And the second, uh, it's like something Frid or Freed or something. Okay. But she was known okay. as Frida. Good okay. call though. Thanks. Uh, also, I was thinking there are like as I've been watching live ABBA videos, Benny when he's playing the piano, they just get shots of him, and it's the the best reaction shots. <laughs> he is having the absolute time of his life he's th- like a lot of throwing his head back and laughing and like <laughs> we're doing it and like they're they're like all going through sounds divorces. like the christmas chronicles uh jailhouse scene oh so good we're they're uh it. they're considering uh their new music is delayed, apparently. Yes, I was going to mention this. Because, I looked it up. Which is hilarious because I remember talking. I don't talking... know if we even need to get back into Creed, by the way, because I'm feeling good where we're going <laughs> okay. right now. Go ahead. Uh, I just like think it's – I mentioned how like months ago how preposterous it is that they were announcing like two new songs, yeah. announced the name of them and, the, and right. like, the date that they were going to release them like nine months before they actually were planning on releasing them. And then they ended up delaying it. Yeah. I was like, you don't need to do that for songs. I don't. Do it for an album, sure. Right. So, like, what needs to happen? Did they listen to them (laughs) and they were like, oh, they're not good? (laughs) Did Were they like, we just need uh, one member, like, 
Did, one did fourth of this thing this? that has not been doing anything to come in and do their job, we'll assume that they'll do that. No. I haven't talked, spoken to my ex-wife in a million years because everyone in that, the two of them were married, or there was two relationships, couples, and they both divorced. As, so as as it happens, as marriages go. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that got delayed. But Insane. part of it was uh, along with the two songs. They announced a uh, hologram tour. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hologram tours are what you do for we, dead, dead people. Dead people, yes. And they just start like, we don't want it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That is, a, what a great racket that is. I'm going to yeah. go to that for sure. They Unbelievable. Yeah. They like took their measurements from what they looked like in the 70s and everything. And there's going to be a live band and everything's going to be, and it's going to be the vocals of them from the 70s. And everything's going to be real except for ABBA. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. And they're probably going to like charge more money for it. For, right. Like, because the they're spectacle. like, well, yeah, you're paying for the hologram. Yes. I'm like, yo, I'll just take like the old, I'll take like 72-year-old Agneta. I watched an interview with her the other day. Still such a babe. That's unbelievable. Seriously, look up Agneta. She was... I will. Like, the fact that in, in 1977, both her and Stevie Nicks were happening is like... You were born Man, in the wrong time. I was born in the wrong time. You know, I, I wouldn't have been able to live, though, because I'd just be like, I, the, these are the two most perfect you would, you people You would get murdered world. because you would only talk about them to everybody, and they'd just be like, shut the fuck up, and then they I would have men- mentionitis with yes. uh, my girlfriend, who's not my girlfriend. <laughs> yes. It's a celebrity from the band Fleetwood Mac. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... That's uh, the ABBA note of this this podcast. Stay tuned next week for the ABBA note of that one. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anything, any uh, final thoughts on Creed 2? Uh, no, I mean, I just, I Yeah, not a I lot to it. take away. Like, yeah, it, it, was, it, it is your standard Creed movie. It gave me everything that I wanted. The music was great. I will say that. The music was great. Uh, there were a couple of montages that were fucking unbelievable. Yep. Uh, like there, So there are two fights. And, and like the first Drago fight comes in the, the first 45 minutes of the movie. When that happened, I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And uh, I figured and, out. I was like, mm. yeah. So uh, there's two, two Drago fights. And uh, the montages for both of them are unbelievable. The first one is like a, in front of the press sort of uh, oh, yeah. sort of montage that was great and then the second one is in the desert and that one was fucking unbelievable desert one was amazing unbelievable yeah so uh, he just had a baby so right. he's like alright I gotta get out of desert here desert time <laughs> yes gotta Google. get out of here you two do your thing uh, he did the old uh, he did the old uh, Mike Fisher it's like I'm gonna retire and then like quickly thereafter it was like nope <laughs> you know what I think too much time at home me. they're yes. like oh no they filled your spot ah, they need me uh so he got the hell out of there um yeah but it was i mean it was it was very good very entertaining i thought that uh that Lil drago was good he, i honestly thought that like oh got a shout out yeah wood harris is in this movie yeah, well, he, and he i needed way one. more of him he was in the first one too he was yeah i forgot too and then i watched the first one and that one too wow that's but, great but i think that what they did that in this one that they didn't do in the first one, I could be wrong, but I think that they like they made him the son of somebody in the second one. Yeah, he's the son of somebody. Yeah, he's the, he's son, the son of, of the Creed's trainer. trainer. Yeah, um, and I don't know if they did that in the first one, but uh, Lovewood Harris, mm-hmm. he was very good. Uh, everybody was really good, honestly. Um, yeah, and uh, I liked Lil Drago. He, I don't know how good of like a villain he is because he was sort of he was like a sympathetic no, he character was, you know this. he was like the uh, uh his dad was living vicariously through him yeah right and like you felt bad for him yeah uh, and he wasn't he was gunner stall aside from like a couple of 
dirty moments. He mm. wasn't like a bad dude. Uh, well, yeah, From there is again saw, without spoiling it. There is one like reprehensible like, thing. Yeah, that but that's like more of like a mental lapse in the moment. I don't know. I think that you're that's, becoming you're becoming like a Tom Wilson apologist here. Yeah, uh, yeah, but like what, Tom Wilson's not in jail. Like he's not a he's not necessarily like a bad dude. He just oh, like yeah. he just made a shitty he makes shitty decisions sometimes. An idiotic, dangerous person. Right. Yeah. So uh, maybe not like the like the worst villain or like the most hateable villain. Like mm. I for sure thought that the guy in the first Creed, uh, pretty Ricky Conlon. Oh yeah, he was like a better villain. Yeah. Than uh, than Drago was, but. Overall, had no problems with Drago's character. I like the storyline. I do kind of wish that they went a little bit more into like, hey, we're bringing the Cold War back. Uh, oh, no. I, that's That's been done so many times. Yeah, but like now's the time to fucking do it. Yeah. But I wonder if they like live in Trump's America in the in the Creed world. <laughs> I don't know. That'd they be definitely a, didn't get political. That'd be a, every movie should do that. Should be like, hey, you know how like movies take liberties? Uh, well, in every movie... Trump's not the president. (laughs) Don't blame him. Uh, Yeah, so it's a it's a very good and like to to make a uh, a good argument for why they shouldn't do that. This is a very good like turn your brain off movie uh, and just fucking enjoy it. Yeah, standard good good sports movie. I liked it. Yeah. Um, Um, Should we do stamps for it? Yeah. What are you gonna give it? Uh, I'm gonna say what you'd expect in a good way. Oh, that's a lot to fit on a stamp, but I like mm. it. Uh, what you didn't expect in a good way is pretty much exactly how I feel about it. But I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with just right. Nice. I feel I feel that way about this. But should we do stamps for uh, for Christmas Chronicles too? I feel like those could be fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got. I already re- got mine. Really stupid, comma, which isn't a bad thing. <laughs> You're really going in on like that. Yeah. Let's just let's see how big Leslie we can no make headlines. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go with fatherless. Nice. It's, people should know. Uh, last thing uh, for me, real quickly. Worst movie going experience seeing Creed. There was somebody who was either talking or moaning the whole time. They were going. Mm. Mm, mm. Like I could just hear that every five seconds, constantly, and it wasn't a phone going. Constantly off, it going sounds like a phone. No, going no, off. that goes. Mm, not That's this person re- would go. Oh, mm, 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 mm. And I have audio, and I, if it's usable, we'll drop it in. I've listened back to it, and I can hear it because I'm. I, You're listening for it. I'm listening for it, and I knew what it sounded like, but it was brutal, and it made me so mad. And I'm thinking of solutions. We we can maybe have this conversation for the next episode because this is like a six hour episode we got going on right now. But wait, can you play it for me so I can see if I can hear it? Yeah, there it was. Wait, that. Mm. I think I hear it. It was like it. It, it, every it's, time it's, I record it, this person, whoever was doing it, like it sort of like syncs up with the movie mm, a little bit. Mm, mm. And it was weird. so distracting, I couldn't pay attention. I almost walked out of the movie. It was driving me absolutely crazy. Uh, I don't know what to do. There needs to be some solution. Uh, one is I think that there should be an option now to bring headphones to the movie 
and I really wish because plug people are in, so fucking And if rude. people are talking, just pop them on, which stinks because you want to get the big right. like experience and everything, but I'm willing to miss out on that because I would rather anything than that garbage like, noise. Like sort of like a, an airplane seat movie situation yes, exactly. where like but like where you can have the option to listen via the the sound, right. but if something's bothering you, you put it on uh, and headphones on. Like I think that that would be uh, a decent solution. I would also feel like a little uncomfortable being in a movie theater with headphones on and that shit pumping through. Right. Like not having full awareness of my surroundings. Exactly. That's that would probably why really people like, yeah, it would be very nerve wracking. But we've got to do something. And I think that if you get caught and if uh, another solution is uh, camera on the back of every seat that has night vision and uh, on your way out. Or, I don't know, there's some sort of exit survey. You have the option of saying, hey, somebody in this area was talking or moaning or coughed too many times or fell asleep and was snoring, something. And then they go and they review the video. And if there are enough complaints, they're like, okay, let's see. Is it this seat? No, is it this seat? And if they find out that that you were the one, yes, for one year, you don't get to go to any movies, and every all these places have to AMC, Showcase Cinemas, everybody, uh, the, the Texas Roadhouse, <laughs> the Alamo Draft Alamo House, Draft House has to... love seeing the new flicks at the Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> all right, this is over. The whistles got woo.